The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to the show. I do want to give a quick shout out and say thank you to Scott Haskin for that beautiful music. I always feel like I'm stepping in, into some like epic movie. Unfortunately, right now it's a horror movie. The only good thing is um, you guys all know Dow Richie. We've had him on the show. We've talked about hair. We've talked about fashion. Well, he moved to a new salon in Palm Springs called Nuvia's. It's a day spa and salon. I followed him over here. It's absolutely gorgeous, and of course, he's wonderful, and so I'm sitting here right now getting my hair done and uh, trying to look decent because I have to talk at an expo next week, and we have the award shows coming up and a whole bunch of stuff, so I have to uh, get gorgeous for everything, and so we'll talk more about the spa and the salon and everything else, but I do want to give, I do want to invite Paul on and say, g'day, Paul, what are you doing? Uh, uh, Just sitting here waiting, yeah. And the meds take to do their work. <laughs> so Paul's high. Mm-hmm. At least we're all doing something. I'm I'm hanging out at Nuvia's with Richie, and Paul's high. So we're we're both doing things we like. So Friday. So Friday, yeah. <laughs> it's a regular Friday. I do have to say, what do you think? Um, for those of you that don't know, since uh, I just heard him called Darth Cheeto, and so I really like that for our new president. I'm going to call him Darth Cheeto for the. Uh, for the duration of this segment. Um, Since he's gone in, we've now had the Republicans kind of charge full speed ahead and they are trying to repeal Obamacare, get rid of the cap on HIV meds and um, just a lot of life-saving meds that that we need a cap on financially. And Paul, you were telling me that uh, Bernie Sanders, who's who's my hero, uh, just had a bill shot down. Yeah, he uh, tried to uh, make it uh, uh, so that we can import drugs from Canada at a cheaper price than what we pay here. That's, and that's that a great was shot idea down by the Senate. Imp- See, that's not good. Canada does get them cheaper, and if we could import them, that would make a drastic difference in our drug prices. Yeah, and aren't most drugs made like outside both the U.S. Yeah, and most- Canada? <laughs> yes, yes, most drugs. So their drugs are made the same place our drugs are made, but um, they have a different price system because they have social medicine like my country, and most uh, America is the only country in the Western world that doesn't have social medicine. Yeah, America. And we, yeah, we, got, uh, we got close with Obamacare. You know, I, I, love, I loved Obama, really, really loved Obama, but I'm really not happy with what's happened, uh, what, what's happened in the Senate right now. I'm, I'm really pissed off. I mean, I'm really pissed off. 
You know, we haven't we haven't even gotten Obama out of office, and oh. The only upside is that apparently Rand Paul is working on a replacement with Trump. So you know, he's one of the good guys. I'm not pissed at Rand Paul right now, believe it or not. Rand Paul, I'm not mad at, but I am pretty freaking angry. He voted for for Bernie's bill. Exactly. I'm not not pissed at him. But you mess with – Bernie Sanders really is one of the few politicians that do have America's best interests at heart. They do. Yeah, no no Um, arguments whatsoever. Yeah, and – it's it's getting frustrating for me. You know, we lost the house, we lost the Senate. Like we we lost. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a diehard liberal, and I mean, we got kicked in the last election, and I was pretty pissed yeah. off about that. Yeah, and I think mean, Bill Maher put have... it best. We we won the election and lost the electoral vote. That's only happened twice in American history: once with Al Gore and once in this election. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I genuinely hope. I am wrong about Donald Trump. I'm waiting for him to prove me wrong. Take, please take that as a challenge, Donald. Mm-hmm. I really, Which, really uh, want you to prove giving, me wrong. You're giving him more than most liberals these days. Dude, just just prove me wrong. I mean, I think you're an ass because I work in, you know, I work in entertainment. I know what you've done to people. This is directly to you now, Mr. Donald Trump. I know what you've done to people. I know what you've done to people in my industry, and I think you're an asshole. Do me a favor and prove me wrong. Make everything better for everyone. Pro- prove everyone wrong. That is yeah. how you win this. Prove everyone I'm wrong. For, I'm for a big single payer as far as health insurance goes because I've been on uh, basically the bottom end of Obamacare for a couple of years now. And uh, compared to single payer, compared to the seven tuple payer that I have mm-hmm. now, yeah, it well, needs some reforming. Well, I, I don't disagree with that, but the original bill that Obama put through was a single-payer system exactly the same as exists in the in uh, Canada and Australia. Here's the shocker for you. Do you know that social medicine was invented in the United States during the Great Depression? It was the first place in the world to have social medicine, and it was actually Richard Nixon, whose campaign was paid for by Kaiser Permanente, mm-hmm. that changed that. It did exist in the United States. You didn't have to have it, but it did exist. Everyone was covered, and that was because of the Great Depression. America created it. The whole Western world ripped it off. Then America kicked it out. Yeah, we kind of changed it during World War II uh, mm-hmm. when there was a freeze on wages. Uh, you know, because nobody could, nobody could uh, uh, prices couldn't get higher during the war, so people couldn't profit off the war, be war profiteers. Yep. So the Businesses got around that by then, then taking on their own health care. I mean, the, the whole thing—the whole that. thing is bizarre. But when you have yeah. people who live and die based on these decisions, you shouldn't be allowed to change it like that. Because what you're doing is putting people's health at risk. Right, and he the, says he says that he's going to have a better replacement. It's going to be huge. It's going to be great. It's there, <laughs> you know. Uh, so let's let's hope uh, Darth let's Cheeto. Let's hope it's huge. It's going to be great. It's going to be the best. Let's let's hope yeah. it is. I mean, just because yeah. I voted for him doesn't mean he automatically has my support. He's got to earn that. He's got to earn and that I, from everybody. See, I'm with you on that. I voted against him, but I want him to win. I want him to succeed, and I think mm-hmm. that's what everybody needs to want right now. Yeah. Is for the success yeah. of the country. We should all be in his corner, at least as best we can. 
Right, as um, apparently to everybody now seems to want him to have been involved with some sort of a golden shower on a bed that the Obamas stayed in. Yeah, that would, I, you know, I just, I, I can't, it wouldn't surprise me. I, again, I know too much about his personal life working in entertainment. Now, you were talking about Meryl Streep earlier. You want to talk about that? Well, yeah, she, uh, you know, she, she at the Golden Globes took a chance to, took her opportunity to rifle on uh, Trump for his uh, making fun of the disabled uh, reporter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, he didn't actually, he, made, he definitely mocked a reporter who happened to be disabled, but he didn't actually mock the reporter's disability. You know, he, I know everybody, see, everybody yeah. sees a video of him, you know, shaking his arms, going, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, he also used the same thing when he was talking about Ted Cruz and a general. So it's kind of just a thing. It's not the greatest thing in the world. It's definitely not presidential. Uh, I don't think. I don't think the word presidential qualifies. Yeah, it's going to be a really kind this. of a weird. There's going to be a minutia of that term for the next four years. Are you kidding? I'm. I'm sitting here waiting. I, I'm. I'm waiting for this to see what happens. To see if we're going to like get a Trump sign out front of the White House, or if this is going to turn into a reality show. Um, I think what really surprised me is he called for tickets uh, to the Golden Globes and he called for tickets to the Oscars. And the response he kind of got from Hollywood was, "Don't you have more important things to be doing?" Uh. Well, I mean, Obama <laughs> was out here every other week talking to celebrities, so. I, I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying, like, you, you, you're they, ready to go into office. You have more important things to do. But the celebrities wanted him to come out. You know, yeah. So. The celebrities I mean, don't really want Trump out. <laughs> yeah, have trying you seen to the latest, like, trying there, to uh, a bunch of celebrities got together and basically uh, uh, did a spoken dramatic reading of Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive. Oh, God. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. Is is it on uh, is it on YouTube? Yeah, it's all over the freaking place. See, and here I thought the Shia LaBeouf song was interesting. Uh, which one? There's this song about Shia LaBeouf, uh, Richie one over being chased. <laughs> Nuvia's salon today showed it to me. I gotta I gotta tell you the name of it. It's the funniest song I've seen in being, ages. Is it, is it being chased by Shia LaBeouf? No, it's uh, by Rob uh, Cantor, and it's Shia LaBeouf Live. <laughs> and, yeah, it, it's it's really, I mean, just, well, he's he's got enough of a reputation. For anyone that works in Hollywood, you know about Shia LaBeouf. For anyone that doesn't, you've heard the jokes. You know, jokes jokes don't come from nowhere. Something has to have happened at some point in time for them to... Uh, to make them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I still respect him as an actor, but I mean, he's just doing some really weird stuff. Um, I think he's got some kind of mental illness. That's the only thing I can equate it to. Now, I do have to say, um, if anyone gets a chance, Easy Way Magazine's coming out. Have a, have a look at that. Um, I go to a lot of Eric's events and things. Um, the magazine is is going to be pretty interesting. It's learning about social media. Part of this show is talking about how to get famous, how to get known, how to get your business known. 
you know, kind of how to get out there. It's a great way to do it. He's giving away a lot of tips. Eric is, you know, one of the top uh, 10 social media people in the whole country. So if you look up Easy Way Magazine, it's a great tool to help you in your social media. That was just a random note. Now, I am going to say, what do you what do you think, Paul? Do you think, I know everyone's praying that, you know, he crashes and burns, but what do you think is best? I know Bernie's not going to run again. I don't think we're going to uh, get Elizabeth Warren didn't, to run as much as I wanted to. Bernie didn't totally throw it out. He was asked at his town hall on CNN, uh, and he said, now is not the time, now is not the time to talk about this. It is too soon. We need to take care of what's going on right now. You know, but he didn't throw it out. Now, granted, he'll be like, what, 80? I don't care. I'll vote for an 80-year-old Yeah, yeah but I don't either. I don't either. You know, but uh, we've seen how, uh, you know, the job ages our presidents. Yeah, Obama looks like he's aged 40 years. Pretty much. Pretty much. I still think he's sexy, though. I'd do him. I like Obama, what can I say? I think it's funny. I think he's a wonderful speaker. And after the retarded cowboy, it was nice to have somebody that could put together a coherent sentence. No, 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 no disagreements here. He, he's, he is a golden speaker, you know. That's, that's basically what got him in. Well, that no for Winfrey. Well, yeah, yeah. She is the closest thing we have to royalty in this country. Well, Oprah Winfrey, I mean, the uh, the joke in Australia is they took Hugh Jackman and chucked him off on a flying fox off the top of uh, the Sydney Harbour Bridge and he hit the uh, opera house and he smashed into the back of the opera house and he was bleeding and pretty beat up. And, uh, they said, and they said, that is how much Australia likes Oprah Winfrey. We took our most talented and handsome person and we chucked him off the opera house for her. No, no, makes sense. Makes sense, yeah. All right, guys, yeah. we are going to break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Dr. Ross about how to be how to be thin, sexy, happy, healthy, and everything in between. And we have an amazing, amazing guest today. His name's Spud. He's an Irish comedian. I was on his show. It was one of the, it was the most fun I've ever had doing a show, other than this one, of course. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Boland. This is behind the scenes. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you looking to get more from your relationship? Why is it that some people just seem to have a better sex life, better marriage, and a closer, more meaningful relationship? Find out the best-kept secrets and more on The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Carol and David will share insight about the swinging lifestyle and how it has strengthened their love and marriage. Not to mention their great sex. Tune in every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
We'll turn up your perspective on life. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I have to tell you, I stuck a photo online. I'm still at Nuvia's salon in Palm Springs. It's phenomenal. I stuck a photo up of what Richie and I are doing between segments. You can see him blow drying my hair out between segments. Um, we are back with, of course, Paul Michael Bolin, who you'll like better than you like me. How you doing, Paul? Yeah, I still can't believe that during this in- during this election cycle. Fair enough. I'll take it. <laughs> We have, of course, Dr. Russ on. I'd like to welcome Dr. Russ to the show. Thank you, Summer. How are you doing? I am fabulous. I'm at the salon. You can't be bad when you're at the salon. <laughs> How Excellent. Are you doing? How are you doing? I'm I'm well. Uh, Happy New Year to you. I, I was in Hawaii, and uh, I've come back tan, rested, and ready. For, for the new year. It's, it's going to be a good year. I read it in my medical books. I like that. I'm glad the medical books say it's going to be a good year, and I'm glad you enjoyed Hawaii. What was the best part? Well, uh, just the uh, the rest, and uh, I have my favorite restaurants there, Fresh Fish. Uh, so uh, it, it's nice to uh, nice to go on vacation. It's nice to get back. We uh, saw Air Force One there uh, flying into Honolulu, and uh, we uh, left a week later, and it was still there. And I was thinking, I've got to get back to work here. There's, uh, <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's uh, something there's something going on. It's still there. I wonder. I wonder. He must have taken a pit stop. I think the uh, the president was just in Chicago doing his farewell address. He must have taken a pit stop in Hawaii on the way. Well, this is a prearranged uh, golf vacation. He likes to go there to golf. I, I don't begrudge him that. Um, I, I had to get back to, uh, to my practice, and uh, it would have been nice to stay for a while longer. But it's just a great place. It, it has the uh, happiness quotient higher than any other state. It's, really? It's so beautiful there. And it huh. felt rather cold getting back here because it was, I think, high 70s there. And uh, here, of course, we're going through a cold snap. It but, is. It's uh, raining. I, I always say sunny Palm Springs, and it's actually raining right now. Well, we have, California uh, needs a shower. Let's, let's yeah, Cal- California's taking a shower. It needs um, one. I, it, it definitely needs one. It's been, it's been pretty warm here. I, I do want to ask you, we had a bunch of write-ins last week in... People were, of course, disappointed, and we have some write-ins this week. So we have an odd cross-section of questions. 
Um, One of the questions, and I had it written in by a lot of people, so I'm going to ask you this question. Um, We can't give we can't give away a book on this question because we've just had too many people write it in. What foods can you eat to help with constipation? I I know that's Um, funny. We've we've had a whole bunch of people write that in. I could use an answer on this one myself. Okay. Well, uh, specifically foods, uh, uh, any food with fiber, of course, uh, it adds bulk uh, residue to the stool, uh, primarily fruits, vegetables, nuts, berries. Uh, the, those are the foods that, that are, are best, but uh, also hydration. A stool is comprised of 50% water, so if you can drink an extra glass of water a day, um, that's a good move. Now, sometimes um, uh, constipation can represent a, uh, an underlying medical condition that um, should be assessed by your doctor. And, um, you know, when you uh, are constipated for a long time or severely constipated, you should seek medical help. But uh, I, I just uh, caution people about that. But... Yes, uh, high-fiber foods. High-fiber foods. I actually didn't realize water made a difference. That is interesting. I didn't know that. Most of my problems are caused by the the narcotics that I'm on. Mm. Do narcotics constipate? Well, there are are certain medications that are designed specifically for folks like yourself who uh, are constipated due to narcotics or... Uh, Linzest is one, uh, Amatiza is another. Uh, you, you, those require a prescription, but they're, they're quite effective. So you might seek those out. You know, okay. one of those is hard on the stomach, and I can't take those. I'm on Senna tablets as we speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get uh, 90 uh, Percocets a month. So, Well, certainly uh, that would explain uh, constipation in certain cases. Um, I would bring that that situation up to to your doctor the next time you see them and uh, let them go to work on it. But that's not going to prevent you from increasing your fiber intake and water. Fair enough. More water. Got it. I think that's interesting. Okay. okay. And what foods make your skin look better? Do, can foods make your skin look better? I had a woman in Los Angeles write in asking, what foods make your skin look better? Well, Summer, uh, just uh, to continue the theme of water, uh, fluids for hydration are uh, very good for your skin, especially its appearance. And uh, fluids excluding caffeine or alcohol, which... Um, do have uh, a diuretic effect. So uh, when I'm talking so about I, fluids, I'm talking about non-caffeinated, non-alcohol fluids. Non-caffeinated, but, so, so my wine doesn't count as hydration. No. <laughs> no uh, spirits either. No uh, spirits either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had someone write in on Twitter and say, correct. vodka looks like water. <laughs> doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. if it looks like it. I don't think that counts. <laughs> As far as foods, though, uh, foods with uh, the antioxidants such as uh, vitamin A, the 
carotenoid uh, foods. The the brightly colored vegetables uh, have have vitamin A, and vitamin A has a lot of roles in your body, but it also uh, helps soften the skin, soften the appearance of the skin, and uh, um, so that that those would be the foods that. Uh, you know, you could see a direct effect from uh, if you incorporate those into your diet or increase your consumption of those. Okay. I there have are a foods quick, that are... I have a quick write-in uh, on Twitter. They're asking, does it work on saggy skin? Yes, hydration. Um, you know, the, uh, the foods that look like uh, the uh, skin that is wrinkled. Uh, if you... If you uh, you know, quit smoking, and uh, you know the, there are lots of uh, behaviors that are damaging to the skin. But um, hydration can help with uh, restore some of that uh, fullness to your skin that you. Uh, I think your readers describing your your listeners describing. So. Okay. Um, and then the next question is: What foods can give you more energy? Now we've had a lot of write-ins on this one as well. Well, uh, if you uh, eat almonds, uh, salmon, bananas, uh, those are are all good uh, energy sources. Uh, If you uh, stick with the complex carbohydrates, I I think those are your best bet. So um, among among the foods uh, that I'd recommend to give you more energy would be those three primarily. Almonds, salmon, bananas. If only almonds, salmon, and bananas tasted good together. If anyone knows a dish with (laughs) almonds, salmon, and banana, I'll send you a copy of Dr. Russ's book, courtesy of Dr. Russ. He sent us, he's he's been very, very kind in giving us some copies. So whoever sends in the best recipe incorporating one or two of those foods, and the reason I'm saying that rather than doing it for a question, is these were actually the most asked questions. How about salmon almondine with fried bananas on the side? Okay, I that, think you that just that would won really give book. you a boost of energy. <laughs> I think you just won your own book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know I if that counts, though. I don't. <laughs> um, you, you know, I might want to mention um, something in the news uh, yesterday, today, and that is the uh, Nutella, which is. Uh, Combination chocolate hazelnut um, spread for breakfast of the gods. Basically, breakfast of the gods. (laughs) Uh, Well, not quite because um, there's been evidence suggesting that uh, it's derivative. uh, It's based on palm oil. That's what the uh, the base of the Nutella is. And when they're uh, processing that Nutella. Uh, that, that palm oil, it generates uh, carcinogenic um, substances. Uh, it's, it's like people who barbecue every night of their life get uh, stomach cancer because of the, uh, the, the heating process, you know, the, the carbonization. So uh, it, it's, not a, it's not a good food to begin with because of the sugar, high sugar content, uh, and um, 
that added to this uh, palm oil is it, I, I I I think your listeners should uh, you know Avoid consider Nutella. the health aspects of that food before they consume it, but. Yeah. That's a big story right now, and uh, I'd hate I, to I was be, really uh, hoping you were going to say Nutella is the best thing in the world for you. Yeah, <laughs> Apparently, it's not. Now we have like three minutes until we go to break. I know you actually have something really, really exciting now at your clinic. Yes. Uh, before I talk about that, I'd like to mention too that uh, we we have a. Uh, a weight loss uh, aid that we're coming out with. It's actually a, a sublingual spray. It's a uh, an appetite suppressant that we call the the new Palm Springs Diet, and uh, it's very convenient. You spray it under your tongue. Uh, we're not quite ready to distribute it, but I, I wanted to let your uh, listeners know that uh, that's. Uh, will be coming out shortly, and I'd like to have an opportunity to discuss it further once we release it. But uh, um, the uh, treatment well, that we're offering... That. I beg your pardon? I said, that's exciting. Anything you can spray onto your tongue that helps you lose weight is my friend. Yeah, yeah. I'll give it a shot. Good. Well, um, the other the other uh, treatment that uh, you you had alluded to is called TMS uh, uh, transcranial magnetic stimulation and uh, the reason I uh, it appealed to me is that I have many patients who uh, suffer from depression and it's the kind of depression that doesn't respond to antidepressant medication. And unfortunately, uh, there are a lot of people in that situation. Well, this PMS is a novel treatment that, uh, well, it's not so novel. It's used at Harvard and uh, Mayo Clinic and places that you've heard of. But it's becoming uh, newly available to the public. And uh, it creates a magnetic field around your brain and... uh, stimulates areas of the brain that kind of go to sleep when you're when you're depressed and uh, as I say it's not for um, everyone it's for people who have been on medications and the medications haven't haven't helped them entirely but uh, okay I, I feel that it's a very good um, treatment for a certain segment of my population so that that was new what was new in my practice uh, start. Uh, January 1st and uh, we already have a lot of people who uh, are being treated for it so the last time we spoke I I had mentioned that to you and um, so thank you for the opportunity to uh, I think it's I think it's really exciting. It. I think d- depression doesn't seem to be something a lot of people talk about. And I think if there is a natural way to cure it, that's fantastic, especially in non-invasive non-drug ways. So if if there's a if there's a good way to treat it, I'm all for it because I do think that's something that people suffer with and don't always isn't always treated with the same regard as a physical illness. Um, I do want to say I want nice. everyone to exactly. grab a copy of Dr. Russ's book. You can find it on Amazon, and you can find it. Where else can you find it? Uh, you can find it on the uh, publisher's uh, uh, website, and, and their address is uh, authorhouse.com. 
AuthorHouse.com. I like that. Okay. Guys, check it out on AuthorHouse.com. You can grab it on Amazon. And if you can give me a great recipe that incorporates the things that Dr. Russ talked about this week, we'll send you a copy of his book, courtesy of Dr. Russ. Dr. Russ, thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome. And have a I great know- weekend, Summer. You too, and I know the listeners really, really appreciate it. I'm going to have some new questions for you next week, um, and we're going to have some interesting mm-hmm. ones. I know we've already got hey. some dings on Twitter, questions about depression, so we'll talk about that next week. I'm Summer Helene. We had the amazing Dr. Russ on, author of The Palm Springs Diet. Check that out. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Where are you getting your advice on buying, selling, or maintaining your most important asset? Your home. Is it from a reality show on cable TV? A comparison website? Or are you just flying by the seat of your pants and gut instinct? Stop now before you make another move. Tune into Real Real Estate Today with host and realtor Deb Tomorrow. You can't afford to play guesswork when it comes to your new or existing home. Listen every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. If you're seeking more confidence, it is time to feel good naked. Each week, host La Redman and her guest experts are here to help you be you. In order to truly be successful and happy, you need self-confidence, self-love, and self-respect. Feel Good Naked Radio will teach you how to embrace these qualities and make your life more fulfilling and meaningful. Listen live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be proud of who you really are from the inside out. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm Summer Helene, and I am coming to you live from Nubia's Day Spa and Salon in Palm Springs, California. I'm hanging out here with my favorite stylist, Richie, and we are actually sneaking in between breaks. If you guys go online, I actually I put up pictures of him blow-drying my hair in between segments, but I am very, very excited. Um, we have an amazing comedian on with us today, Spud Murphy. He has a podcast. I was on his show. It's one of the few shows I've actually enjoyed being on, besides this one, of course. And I'd love to welcome him to the show. Ahoy. How's it going, Summer? Good. I hear it's like 1 o'clock in the morning. My assistant's telling me it's 1 o'clock in the morning where you are. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It's one thirty. yeah. That's right. Lovely. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us in the middle of the night. Yeah, you're very welcome. No problem. Glad to be here. Thanks for asking me on. No problem. Now, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. I chatted with you some, but my co-host Paul is curious, and I know the audience is curious. Who are you? 
<laughs> Who am I? Right. So uh, I'm Spud Murphy. Uh, I suppose I, I, I wasn't born uh, Spud Murphy. My name's uh, Patrick, but uh, just I was given the nickname Spud when I was very young and it's stuck and that's it's kind of what I like to be known as, really. Um, yeah, I, I host a, a podcast called The Comedy Cast and I, I just started it because I want to speak to as many funny people as I can, really, and I want to bring uh, more comedy to the world. I want to try and help a little bit and, you know, make the world a happier place, I suppose. This sounds really cheesy, doesn't it? I'm sorry. It, it, but it's, it's a good kind of cheesy. I'm guessing from that, that, that accent of yours, uh, I know you live in Poland, but I'm guessing yeah. you're not Polish. <clears throat> no, no, I'm not Polish. No, no, I moved here a few years ago with my wife. I'm from, uh, I'm from Ireland. I'm from the southeast of Ireland, a small... Um, uh, a small village called Timon, but it's in the county of, of Wexford, the southeast of Ireland, close to the sea. Lovely. Now, yeah. I have to ask, what got you into comedy? What made you think, you? I get you want to make the world uh, a better place, um, and comedy is a hell of a way to do it. It's a really good way to do it. We can all use a laugh. What made you decide on comedy rather than politics? Um, I mean, well, uh. politics doesn't actually make the world better. It's a bunch of <laughs> bastards. Yeah, no, God, no, I couldn't get into I, I'd be far too angry if I got into politics somewhere. Uh, <laughs> it's like, um, you remember Robin Williams and Patch Adams, you know, it's like comedy just um, makes the world healthier and a funner place to be in. But, but as well, I mean, I really like to speak to the, to the comedians and to comedy authors just because I'm really interested to get the story behind, you know, the, the clown on stage, what the persona is behind uh, who they're playing on stage and um, yeah, it's really interesting it's really great I've had such a great mix because I suppose we all kind of have that uh, image of the comedian as a you know this depressed guy who uh, has to make jokes just, just to make sense of his life but but it's not it's, it's I, not I really like that with, with a lot well, of comedians you know you, you gotta I mean Robin Williams can, you know kind of reinforced that there are, there are a couple of comedians that really did turn out to be very depressed. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Of course they have. And it's, 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 it's sad. I know you were, you were talking about depression earlier as well. But I'm finding that, you know, it's, it's, it's a stereotype that, uh, thankfully, not everyone suffers from, from this horrible depression, like, you know, Robin Williams and that. But a lot of them are just... Uh, they, uh, I'm finding that a lot of the comedians I speak to, they're, <laughs> they're kind of like... They're kind of... They're, um, drug addicts but they're addicted to the adrenaline of being on stage and 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 getting a laugh from uh, audiences and and it's really evident that is well a hell because, of a truck yeah and it's really evident yeah. as well because because when i talk to them about um you know dying on their ass for the first time they say yeah look i, I did but i wanted to get back on the stage because making people laugh is just, it's just the best feeling in the world and i mean that, that's just it's awesome i mean I, I love hearing people say that and I get that. It's uh, I think that's what keeps Paul going back to film. It's an Pretty addiction. Much. <laughs> it's an addiction, and I get it. I I can't. I can tell you, I get crippling stage fright. So uh, I stand up would not be the place for me. But I know there are a lot of people that want to get into it. What advice would you have for people that want to get into stand up or want to get into comedy? <laughs> and don't. Yeah, and, by the way, and you're not allowed to give the answer. Don't. That's the answer. Everyone. <laughs> No, no, it's funny because um, you know you 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 have listened to my podcast, and it's always the it's always the closing question, and I always ask them what is the what what would be 
the worst advice you could give to people thinking of getting into stand-up. So I have loads of those. The best advice is just, um, I think, be yourself on stage. Um, even though, like, okay, you do uh, play a persona, I suppose, but it's just a heightened um, version. version. Of uh, exactly, exactly. So I think be yourself and... and, and it's like if you ever do a, a, a writing course, they always tell you to write what you know. And it's the same, I think, with comedy. Just make make peop, make jokes about things uh, you know something about or, or the things you're passionate about. Um, I, think I think that's, that's really good advice. Thanks. That's really good advice. Now, why are you doing a podcast? Why... Why bring that forward? You, you're doing it a little better than everyone else. Usually, I believe you said to me when I talked to you about it, most of the podcasts about comedy were comedians sucking other comedians. I'll let you finish the sentence. Uh, <laughs> yours is different. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, look, um, I listen to a lot, a lot of podcasts when I'm working, a lot of radio as well. And I, I just found with, with the comedy podcasts, th- there were really two types. There was improv stuff. Which which can be it, it can be very hit and miss for radio because with improv you kind of you need to see it really. Anyway. And with the other types of, of, of comedy podcasts, there's a lot of comedians speaking to other comedians, and it was all very brown nosed and they were blowing each other really, name dropping this kind of stuff. But because I I come from a a, a journalistic kind of background, that's what I studied. I wanted to get. Like I said, I wanted to get to know the people behind the the, the comedian. You know, the, I I just wanted to to ask get to, get to the person, and I didn't, the and I want to ask as many. I want to ask as many comedians as I can over the coming years: the who, what, where, when, and why of why they got into comedy. Because everyone kind of gets in for a different reason, but and and every, everyone has a story. You know, especially comedians, they just love to talk and they love to make people laugh and and. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's why podcasts, and as well, the great thing about podcasts is is that they're not really censored, so you can say whatever the fuck you want, really, <laughs> you know? No, I get, I get it. I, all my shows and even my panels have to be 18 and over, because boy, do I have a mouth. <laughs> I, yeah, um, I, I'd agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, 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 I, I require some censorship there, but... Yeah, but you look, I'm just, uh, like Australians and, and, and the Irish were very similar with our, 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 our swearing because, you know, for yes. us in Ireland, swearing is just salt and pepper, really. <laughs> That's all it is. It just colours the conversation. It makes it more exactly. interesting. It's, exactly. And, That's all. And I've never met I've never met an Australian or an Irishman that just didn't say whatever they were thinking, and that's not <laughs> always a good thing, especially especially when you're dealing no. with the FCC. Because <laughs> I've had to pay a lot of money to the FCC. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good I'm lucky with the podcast because I think my server is in America, but I'm an Irish citizen, but I'm living in Poland, so it's it's really hard for people to track me down. So like people <laughs> no, just no love to come on me. and just and just go crazy about Trump, you know. <laughs> yeah, every everyone here is going a little nutty about that. Now I do have to ask you, who is the worst comedian you've ever had to deal with? We have to know this. We're nosy. Oh, do I have to name? Yeah, I yeah, had a really rough interview <laughs> with. I, yeah, I did. I had a really rough interview. <clears throat> With a lady called, ah, uh, oh, Jesus, do I have to give her name, do I? 
you don't you don't have to. I don't want to get you in any trouble. You, can uh, you won't me. get me in trouble. You won't get me in trouble. Okay, her name was Penelope Solomon. And it was it was just a bizarre interview. It, it was it was difficult and I I had gone on, on her bio and I thought I was getting uh, someone who was uh, uh, who was getting back to the top of her game, kind of, to put it in American terms. But the thing was, it was it was a bit of a car crash. And um, her since she's gone back into comedy, it hasn't gone very well for her. And I don't know. It, it, I, I feel kind of bad bitching about her because uh, I think maybe she's kind of going through some maybe depression or, or mental issues or something like that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of difficult. But, you know, like... <clears throat> you, you know, somewhere from interviewing people, sometimes it, it, it is a bit hard to get people uh, talking. Uh, so my, my little trick is I try and get people to talk about uh, where they're from first because everyone everyone is comfortable speaking about where they're from and then even even to, to pad it out a bit more, then I'll say something like, okay, sell it to me. Why should I go to Indiana? Why should I go to Belfast? Why should I go X, Y, and Z? And, and everyone is comfortable talking with their own place, even if they don't like it. It's an excuse yeah. for them to bitch. And, and it just makes them comfortable. And, and then it's, it's, a lot, it's easier then to ask the, the more difficult, not, not difficult, but to ask the more in-depth questions, you know, why did you get into comedy? How are you doing? Uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. And that makes sense. And I take it now. What what made this such a car wreck? Um, See, that's what we want to know. What went wrong? <laughs> where, well, where where did was, the train was, go off the tracks? Like where, where did this get derailed? <laughs> no, it was it was just the answers. It was just all uh, one line answers, and I just really had to to drag it out. Uh, so it, it was it was like. Uh, like Joaquin Phoenix on uh, Letterman, where it, yes, <laughs> oh. well, yeah, it was, it was like pulling teeth, you know, just trying to get information over. And um, yeah, the thing was, she had just done a a, a a month up at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, which I don't know if you know, it's it's the biggest comedy festival in in Europe anyway. But it's it's not only comedy, but anyway, um, and I she I had heard from her people that it had gone really really well. But then I found out after it, it had gone really, really badly. And I think she was really upset about that. She Because she had really um, put herself out there and, and, and really showed her soul during this performance. And to get up and do that and for everyone to give you bad reviews and for your crowds to be bad night after night, I think it really hit her really hard. So I, I didn't get her at a good time, really. That that's basically what it was. Unfortunately, there's never a good time in entertainment. I mean, no matter where you look, someone's getting a bad review somewhere. What keeps people in entertainment is the ability to suck it up, move on, and change the act. Yeah, no, you're dead right. You're dead right. I think, uh, and like a lot of the it, that that brings me back to what I was saying about when I ask uh, people um, about dying on their ass, and a lot of them say, "Look, it was a bad night. The jokes didn't work that night." Maybe it's a bad room, whatever, it doesn't matter. I've got to pick myself up and I have another gig next week and I'm going to knock it out. I'm going to kill it, yeah. That. Yeah, you know? And, uh, yeah, I find that with, with, with the comedians I speak to and uh, that they have this, you know, steely determination. And when I was starting out with, with, with the podcast, I didn't really expect that at all. I thought 
were, I thought people were going to be much more, you know, fragile. But no. not, a lot of comedians are like, no, I'm good, and I'm and and the more I do this, the better I'm going to become. And yeah. I think that's really interesting. It, it is something. It's a kind of a common trait that I've I've noticed uh, through the interviews. It's it's the meat and potatoes of it. If you don't have thick skin in the entertainment industry, it doesn't have to be comedy. You can be a director. People are going to hate your work. You can be the best or worst. I mean, poor Hayden Christensen. He played Darth Vader in the the remake of the, the Star Wars <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, terrible. Just terrible. Yeah, um, yeah. But the joke is, I mean, he can kill a film. Look what everyone's doing to Shia LaBeouf now. You've you got to have some pretty thick skin in Hollywood because they love you today and hate you tomorrow. And it happened with Lindsay Lohan, Britney Spears. It happens with everyone. And if you don't have the thick skin, you know, I know I know people that love Paul and I know people that hate Paul. Right, Paul? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're pretty vocal. <laughs> they're, yes, they're very vocal. <laughs> I, I get write-ins to this show being called Every Name Under the Sun. I had someone last week uh, say they want me to do a reality show about breeding horses. I very nicely told them it was a stupid idea. I was very professional about it. But I, I still got called every name under the sun. <laughs> if you don't have thick skin, and it is still a stupid idea. I stand by that. <laughs> I'm not investing in that. But if, if you don't have thick skin in entertainment, you're going to fail. Because you are going to take criticism. For every one job you get, you're going to get turned down for 50. And it doesn't matter what aspect of entertainment you're in. You know, I'm, I'm sure in your experience, you've, you've had great interviews. You've had bad interviews. You've had people that didn't call, people that didn't show up. You've had people that panned you later. It's just, it's part of it. And if, if you can't suck it up, well, you don't belong here. Yeah, yeah, of course. And as well... Um you know, especially with organizing the interview, sometimes you just got to, ah, you just got to take one for the team because people <laughs> will, they'll fuck you over, you know. Oh, so but, much. <laughs> but as well, like, at the same time, I, I, you know, beggars can't be choosers and that, that kind of thing because you just have to say to them, okay, look, I realize you're giving up your free time to talk to me and I'm, I'm just a comedy nerd and I'm, I'm really delighted to talk to you, but I mean, I can't give you any money. <laughs> you know, so I realized... You can't look at no, it from that I, perspective, because the truth is, they're getting publicity, and it's something... Not true. I, I mean, really, they're not getting paid for going on Leno. They're not getting paid for any interview. People don't pay to interview. It just doesn't happen. And you, you can just turn around to them and be like, you know what, motherfucker? I'm giving you some <laughs> press. You be nice. You see... <laughs> Summer, after, after your interview that, that I did with you, um, my wife and I were talking about it, and my, my, wife, my wife's got a major crush on you now, I think, <laughs> after it, because she was oh, really... You can explore that. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, Paul. <laughs> um, because she was just amazed at, at your determination, you know, and she was like, yeah, that summer woman, she's so cool, she doesn't take, you can just tell she doesn't take any bullshit from anyone. And uh, I was going, yeah, I, I'd love to be, I'd love to have that much determination to not take shit from people. But, and, and I am going to try and take a leaf out of your book, Summer, because uh, you, Actually, you do have to be ruthless. You do, you, you have you to have be ruthless. To be a little worse, but yeah. you, you'd be surprised at the amount of shit I take. <laughs> it, it usually has to do with turning down shows about breeding horses or something, but I, I, get, I get universally panned a lot. I got some nasty nicknames. That, I think it happens to everyone. Well, in, in your case, when's the time you fell on your ass? <laughs> like, when when was your kick in the teeth from entertainment? This week? This week, yeah. 
I don't know. I'm winning best actor in a non-sex part at the AVNs four years in a row. <laughs> See, there's no So Paul got an adult film award for not having sex. <laughs> yeah, I did not win an award four years in a row for not having sex in pornographically. <laughs> oh, Paul. Uh, we all have our crosses to bear. <laughs> So you should win an award for Mine's having, are, Mine is much stickier better. than others, but, you know, that's just how it goes. <laughs> nice. So I'm going I'm to ask you, Spud. Tell everyone, first of all, where they can listen to you. I want to get that out before we run out of time because I know we're going to chat. and We have about five minutes left. But I okay. really, really want everyone to listen to your show because it is very, so, um, very good. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Yeah, you, you can go to uh, com. And also, if you search for the Comedy Cast on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, you'll also find it. Uh, Instagram, I'm not the Comedy Cast. I am spud-the-comedycast. But look, if you want to follow me on, on any social media platforms, just go to thecomedycast.com. And on the left side of the page, you'll see the social media icons. But yeah, that's the website. I'm on YouTube, Android Podcast Players, Stitcher, all those kind of things as well. If you just search... He's everywhere. You can cast. find him, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> everywhere. He is everywhere. And yeah. your show, I mean, you've got a really interesting show. You do. Thank you. What is the best and worst of it? I know we've only got five minutes left, but I do need to know. The, uh, I, the I, you know what? You know what? I'll, I'll tell you now. The best, I'll give you the best and the worst in, in one interview. There was an Irish comedian uh, called Robbie Bonham, and... I had been too nervous to get in touch with him for a long time because he's a bit of a hero of mine. He's a fantastic comedian. He, for me, he's the Mark, Mark Maron of, of Irish comedy. He's someone who is underappreciated and he'll probably never, ever be famous because he, he's like a comedian's comedian. And when I interviewed him, it was, it was brilliant because I finally got the courage up to, to, to get the interview organized and, and, I, and I got to speak to one of my comedy heroes but the thing was with Robbie he had uh, he had fallen off the wagon he had been an alcoholic he'd gone back drinking stopped drinking he was going back to college trying to get his life back in order and, and I spoke to a guy who was who was going through some really heavy shit at the time so it was really really sad for him while we were doing the interview but at the same time I was happy I got to speak to him, and, 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 and I think the interview, it cheered him up a lot, um, to know that he has, you know, fans, and as well that, um, yeah, it was, it, was just not, not, it was just good to speak to him, and, and it was good for him to know that, that there were people out there who, you know, who like his stuff, and, and things, so that, that was a great and, and a bad moment, all in one. Now, that's interesting. It would be very, very hard to meet your idol. And then find out, you know, it's finding out your idol's human. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was, I was, I was shocked uh, during the interview as well. It, it, it's what it's. It was the first interview that went over an hour, and I think you're only the second one because usually I, I don't let them go that long. Um, so you're a special case somewhere. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, so, but with Robbie, yeah, it was like that, and I really hope. Really hope Robbie gets himself together. I, th I think he will, and hopefully in February I'm going to meet him. And because I'm working on a on a TV pilot that I want that I want to try and do, and, and I, I really want to get him involved because well, I if think the TV pilot's good, send it my way. You know, I like distro here. I, as long as it's not you... about breeding horses, if it's about <laughs> horses, I don't want to see the fucking show. 
Tell me you're top of the list. Trust me. <laughs> okay, I'm just checking. If it's about, but if it's about breeding horses, don't send it. Um, oh, that's okay. But I'm, it's, it's wonderful to hear you meet your idol, but it is. It's hard to realize that your idol's a person. I get that. Or a douchebag. Pardon, Paul? Or a douchebag. Or a douchebag, yeah. I, I hate when you meet them and you find out they're a douche. That one's terrible. I think humans still better than douchebag. I've met a whole bunch where I'm just like, I love you. They turn around, they're like, so, you want to go back to my trailer? No, I'm your boss. No. Go away. <laughs> yeah, it kind of kills it. Um, well, we've got about two minutes left. What advice would you give to somebody if they want to start their own podcast? I know that's a funny one, but a lot of people do, and we've had people write in, how do I start my own podcast? How do, how do I do this uh, okay, um, invest in what you can afford, you know, there, and, and the best stuff you will probably find uh, to do it an affordable budget is if you go to, and President Trump, President-elect Trump won't like this, if you, if you go to websites like Alibaba.com, you'll find uh, uh, good uh, budget microphones and good budget uh, sound soundboards, things like that. So invest in a, in a, in a decent microphone, a decent soundboard, um, you need all the cables so you can do uh, proper uh, calls from your cell phone into the soundboard and then record it on your on your uh, laptop or, or PC. And you know all of the all of the recording software is out there for free. So all you really need is a is a good microphone and a soundboard. And then get on iTunes, get on the Android, get yourself a website, get the f- a podcast feed, uh, all those kind of things. So get your equipment together before you start the show. Don't just start the show without it. We have less than a minute left. I want to say thank you very, very much to Spud Murphy. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'd love to have you on again. Uh, And I want everyone to check out your show. Please, everyone check (laughs) out his show. It is very, very good. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Bolan and Spud Murphy talking about comedy, podcasts, what it's like to meet your heroes, and all the shit you have to deal with in Hollywood. I'm going to go finish getting my hair done because... I'm at the Nuvia Salon in Palm Springs, and I'm not wasting this time. So I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you very much. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.